This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is not brought to you by your local grocery store, TurboTax, or, unfortunately, the English language. And we are still looking for sponsors, so anyone out there who's like, man, I love this podcast, slide into our DMs, and let's go from there. Okay, here we go. Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm here with my co-host Greg Kaplan, and my my name exactly is Ryan Mead. Greg, say hello. Are you sure about your own name? No, I'm not positive. I'm not positive either. I have a middle name. I don't like to talk about it. If you want to be honest, my initials are Rem, like R E M, like REM sleep, and the band uh, Rem. Middle name Eric. It's got to be Eric. No, right? definitely not. Maybe my father's. Maybe we don't talk about it. So there we go. What what other E name is there for a dude? That's that's my whole point. The other E names are no good for guys. There's no. Ender. Edgar's bad. Edgar. It's not Edgar, no, but I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I was, I was going with Ender. Like, your dad's a big reading fan or something. No, he likes to end things, just relationships. Anyway. Dude, um, that one works, too. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Bushers Breakaway, where we talk about all our Ranger hockey. Today on the podcast, we're going to go over a little bit of the Ranger news, even though there's not that much trade deadline stuff. Talk about Greg's trip to the Islanders. We're going to have a guest. Uh, our good friend Woj is going to come on and talk to us. Uh, he's from another rival podcast of ours, and we'll be able to shake him down and tell him what who's who. And who's who's really running this place? Except we're good friends with him and we love him. And uh, and yeah, that'll be pretty much it. We'll talk nonsense. We're definitely gonna get to some Mets because both these guys are Mets guys. I want to talk about some NBA because ooh, that Cousins trade is burning me up, son. And uh, that's where I'm at. Greg, tell me about your Mecca trip to the Barclay. Um, it was a good trip. I had a, I had a fun time. Barclays. Man, if you sit in the wrong section, I totally understand what people are saying. You have I. I went out of my way to make sure I paid a little extra money to make sure my seat wasn't, you know, I could see ice. That's yeah, always yeah, nice. Yeah, so I haven't been to the uh, Barclays since the ice hockey started there. And we'll end soon, by the way, so I probably won't be there. You can't see the ice or, like, some parts of the ice from certain parts of the stadium. Is that correct? Yeah, if you're sitting in the 200 level on the – I'm trying to think. The part of the ice that I was on, I think the Islanders were shooting on twice – so if you're on the side of the rink where the Rangers are shooting twice, you're going to have a hard time seeing the Rangers shoot twice. Hmm. Super difficult. That is not fun. Uh, yeah, what a great hockey no. arena. No, and I mean, it, it does look funny because, you know, the big... And the big truck? Center, the big center ice jumbotron in the middle, quote-unquote middle of the ice, is not at the middle of the ice. It's off-center. It's like in the first third of the ice. So it just it looks... It looks like, you know, they jerry-rigged an ice rink into a basketball stadium, and breaking news, that's exactly what they did. Are you excited to possibly have the Islanders play pretty close to the Mets in the future? I w- Again, 
I have a weird relationship with the Islanders. I don't really hate them. Right. They haven't really given me a reason to dislike them. I mean, their fans are obnoxious, but at the same time, I see Islander fans the same way I'm sure Yankee fans see me, which is, you know, they're a fan of the inferior New York team. They have a little brother complex. They pick a fight. They know they can't win just because they need something to yell about for a while. And it's, it's weird seeing that relationship from the outside and being on the Yankee fan side of it because, you know, I grew up hating the Yankees because they're the Yankees, just like I'm sure Islander fans of our age, I know Islander fans of our, you know, an older generation, Ranger fans hate Islander fans because Islanders had a shit ton of success and all that stuff. But we haven't known successful Islander teams really our entire life. So Islander fans of our age have grown up just hating the Rangers because we're the Rangers, because, you know, we have one cup. Sure, it happened in 1994, but it's still one cup. And we go to the playoffs every year and the Islanders struggle to get there. And the Islanders always seemingly have turmoil. The Islanders' star players always rumored to be leaving. They've given out bad free agent contracts. The Islanders are basically the Mets. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what they are. I am, I am describing what the Mets are, except... Tavares, like, Tavares has been good for them. He's been... He hasn't really had a lot yeah, of rumors. You know, there was... It, this seems foreign, but once upon a time, there was a chance David Wright was leaving the Mets, too. Hmm. Uh, it just so happened David Wright grew up a Mets fan, not a Toronto Maple Leaf fan like a certain John Tavares, Ooh. but uh, I like predicting high-profile players going to the Maple Leafs. I was about to say, I think every high-profile player you predict go to the Leafs. No, I've done it. I've done it with two. It's just I've Stamkos. done it with like the most recent two. Didn't you date uh, Shattenkirk too? Or is that you think he's going to go to the Leafs? Didn't you say that? No, I've always I've always thought Shattenkirk's coming to the Rangers as a free agent. Okay. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe I think that was James. The only, reason, the only reason I don't think Shattenkirk is coming to the Rangers because I still don't know if the Rangers will have the financial yeah, wherewithal to do it. All right. Uh, but I, I think if money aside, I think Shattenkirk would be a Ranger, which is part of the reason why I wouldn't really want to trade anything for Shattenkirk. Because he's uh, in the Mello deal, like where Mello was coming to the Knicks anyway, no matter what happened. And then yeah, and then the but Mello wanted the most money, so he forced the Nuggets to trade him and the Knicks to trade for him. And, uh, you know, they had to give up all those great assets that would have been perfect around Carmelo Anthony and probably built them something looking like a Eastern Conference contender year in and year out, but that's not the point. Yeah, who cares? Uh, who wants to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to LeBron every year? No one. Islander fans. Play, Islanders playing near the Mets. It would make sense because, really, a lot of Met fans are also Islander fans. I think that's a crossover relationship, just like a lot of Met fans are Jet fans. I uh, feel like I, more Met fans are Ranger fans. No, I, I, think, I think the majority of Met fans are Islander fans. It's just the majority of Met fans you know mm. are either – not interested in hockey or they're me and I'm small sample size, small sample size. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, a weird, <laughs> there's a weird relationship between the Rangers and Islanders because we both have chants that relate directly to each other when we're playing other teams. You know, we have Potvin sucks and they have fuck the Rangers. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, one, uh, one little more than the other, but yeah, uh, it's, it's just, you know, I, I think, it would be cool to have another stadium near City Field just because it would be cool for that area of New York to mean something more than it does. Like, it's really fun when Flushing has the U.S. Open and Mets baseball in late August, early September. That's always really fun. That makes going to that part of the city interesting. It gives you something more to do than just see a Met game. Like, the, the way it's timed out, there are days where if the Mets have a home game at night, you can go see tennis from one to five, you can get a drink and then you can go to a Met game at seven o'clock. And that's 
a cool experience. So it would be cool if there was another team in that area because I think it could build up the area a little more. And of course, you know, there was supposed to be another team in that area uh, before NYCFC. They got in bed with the Yankees. They were going to build a stadium out by City Field, and then they made the agreement to build the stadium. And then they told the Mets that, "Hey, by the way, we're going to partner with the Yankees." And the Mets said, "Get the fuck out." Get the out of here, bro. Yeah, well, I, I get it, that. So it would it would be interesting, and it would you know as convenient as it was to get the Barclays. I don't. I think I was getting drinks with a buddy. Um, and it only took us, you know, a subway stop or two subways, and then we were there. So it's super easy to get to. Yeah, it's surprising that the games, even the Met, the Nets games, like they don't really, the tickets aren't there. I mean, the Nets suck, but yeah, like you can go to a game well, for like well, ten bucks. The problem is, you know, the Nets are a bad product to watch, and a third of the Islanders arena are unwatchable. The, just seats. doesn't work. So yeah, it, and it's it's a small venue. Yeah, I think it's at capacity. The second smallest venue in the NHL. I think Winnipeg's the only place smaller. Hmm. So it's not ideal. It's not ideal in any sense of the terms to watch a hockey game. The only thing that makes it ideal is it's easy to get to. So if you take mass transit, the problem is most Islander fans. I don't. I, I I'm sure I'm going to get fact checked on this. Definitely going to get fact checked. I'd be stunned if the Long Long Island Railroad made a stop at Barclays. It does. So I'm I'm going to fact check you because I. It does. Yes. Yeah, so that doesn't way, seem like a major subway. It's so, not a major rail stop. So the way this works is you take the LARR and then uh, you transfer at Jamaica. You go right across the platform and it goes right to Barclays. Huh. Yeah. So it is it is very easy to get there, and still no one goes. So. Because huh. I know the LARR, it has a stop at. City Field. I'm a just, I'm a big frequenter of the LIR, so I would uh I would know. I had no idea. Yes, it did it not? It, I was I was also uh, I did not have my full capacities when I got off the subway, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have noticed even if there was a significant train stop there. Right. So let's talk about the experience of being there. What was the crowd like? Uh, obviously, it was a very forty percent Ranger fans. Okay, uh, and I don't I don't think that's surprising at all. I mean, even though the Islanders are playing a better brand of hockey. Uh, Especially since firing their coach, when the Rangers are playing as hot as they are right now, Ranger fans buy up tickets wherever they go. The Rangers are always a heavy draw as an away team. Ranger fans congregate and go. Uh, I've now seen games in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, with a bunch of Ranger fans. I've seen games in Sunrise, Florida, with a bunch of Ranger fans. So, of course, the people buying seats on TickPick, which is where I bought mine, hashtag no feet. Shout out to my dog. uh, SeatGeek or StubHub are going to be Ranger fans because Ranger fans are going to pay more money to see the. I spent $110 on my seats, and they were pretty good seats. Um, I would have had to sit nosebleeds at MSG for $110. Right. So it's, oh, shout out to my dog just fucking killing this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, so it's it really is one of those scenarios where, you know, the Rangers are playing in New York. This is everybody that would want to go to the garden has every capability to go to Barclays and you're going to be able to do it for, you know, 15, 20% less on tickets. So of course, Ranger fans flooded the arena. Uh, I did not have one single Islander fan shit talk me. And I know there were some Islander fans there. There was um, the, you sure? <laughs> I, I, I was because they did that Daniel Bryan. Yes. Chan after a goal, which I've always found obnoxious, and I find it even more obnoxious in person. Right. At the same time, it's it's nice because when the Rangers score first, it's so fun to rub in their face. I love it when teams 
like Atlanta Brave fans have the fucking tomahawk chop that I hate more than anything else. But if the Mets go up by three runs on the Braves, you know what's the most fun thing to do to a Brave fan in their face? Let's go Mets. Tomahawk chop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so fun to do the chop. Ironically, like wait, did, did any Ranger fans do yes, yes, yes at the game? Oh hell yeah! I was oh. the one that started it. Uh, <laughs> it's but if I was an Islander fan, I would love that my team does. It's one of those things where if you know, just like when the the Rangers have our goal song, and I'm sure when the Islander fans come to MSG and score a goal against the Islanders, they sing the goal song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when a Ranger fan goes to Barclays and the Rangers score a goal against the Islanders, we're going to do the yes chant. So it, You're not going to stop us. It was obviously a disappointing loss. Uh, eh, was it disappointing? Not sure it was disappointing. Actually, not, sure the game, not sure I gave a shit if the Rangers won or lost. I just wanted to go and have a good time, and I did. Again, that's what, that's, the Rangers are in a weird spot, right? That's the kind of attitude I love, to be honest, because I was about to bring up the standings, but yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we're going to go over we that are, by the Woj. We are more than okay getting that first wild card spot. We do not need to do what we did last year and fight for a second or third spot and have to have a, you know, World War Six against the Penguins. We're okay. We're fine. We're perfectly happy where we are. I don't want the Rangers to tank games, but, you know, if the Rangers lose a trap game here or there, it's not the end of the world. Right. Seven, I think 7-3 the last 10, you know, we're, we're okay. <laughs> the Ranger win against the Capitals was important because we had to remind the Capitals that we can beat them. So you had to give the Capitals Well, we own the Capitals. Like they, yeah, you, if I'm a Caps fan, I, the only team I don't want to see is the Rangers. Like, please give me the Penguins. Yeah, you want, you want to remind the Capitals that who, who the dog in the yard is, regardless of what the standings say. So I saw the Capitals not quite as a must win, because again, if we lost to the Capitals, not the end of the world. But the Islander game... What do the Rangers have to play for in that game? We didn't have anything to play for. The Islanders have to play for everything. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They need to get that second wild card spot. The Rangers went into that game with an 11 point cushion on the second wild card team. You know Not the end of the world if the Rangers dropped that game. Not the end of the world if the Rangers were on a four game losing streak. No, we're still so, in a pretty good position here. Yeah, it, it's just the thing that sucks about, you know, understanding that the number one wild card spot is ideal. For the Rangers, you know, it makes watching a Ranger game a little bit more difficult because you never want to watch a game and want your team to lose. No, never. But at the same time, you know, you see the benefit of your team losing. Well, if I'm a if I'm a Sixers fan or I'm a Knicks fan right now, I want my team to lose. Like, let's but go. they're losing for they're losing for different reasons because they need a they need a top five draft pick. The Rangers. You want them to make the playoffs. You just don't want them to win every game no. until the playoffs start. And that's a weird thing to root for because momentum, it, it, I don't know if it's a thing from game to game, but you know you don't want to go into the playoffs on a three-game losing streak. You want, you want to have a little bit of good yeah. vibes heading into the playoffs. That's and, You want to be hot going to the playoffs. That's the way it is. Yeah. The most important thing right now is that Henrik Lundqvist, I think, has – we talked last week about Lundqvist possibly or possibly not turning a corner. Uh, I think it's pretty evident. Corner, that, corner has been turned, my friend. Right turn to signal went on, turn the street. Right. Yeah, Hank's, Hank's back. This is the Hank we know, and this is the Hank you want to see this time of year because playoffs are starting to knock on the door. But, you know, it, it, it's a really funny situation to be in as a Ranger fan. And I don't know necessarily if this is a unique situation. I'm sure there is another team in another sport. Like, I'm sure there are NBA teams that would rather be the 6 seed instead of the 5 seed. Right. Because you want to avoid, say, if you're the, an Eastern Conference team, would you rather 
take your chances with the Raptors in round one and get to avoid the clip uh, the Cavaliers in round two? Or would you rather, you know... I'm playing the Raptors all day. I never want to see LeBron James. I right. Never, you, want never... to, you want to put off seeing LeBron. Like, the Rangers want to put off seeing, seeing City, City. City. If City the Rangers, yeah. If the Rangers are the five and they have to go through the Atlantic Division path... Please. I would be significantly disappointed if the Rangers did not make the Eastern Conference Finals. Same. Whereas, if the Rangers are the two or the three... I don't know how far the Rangers are going because every series is going to be a bloodbath. I oh. still don't, as well as the Rangers are playing, I don't think they beat the Penguins. I, e- I just Even if they I get somewhat- to the finals, and let's say they get to the like this is you know very imaginary and very far-fetched, but let's say we get to the finals and the Wild are there waiting for us, and they had some series that they won pretty easily, and we just did, went to seven twice with the Penguins and Capitals. We're fucked, man. <laughs> like, yeah. This team's not going to be able to is- compete then. It is very clear that the four best teams in the Eastern Conference are in the Metropolitan Division. So, it, I don't think the Rang- I think the Rangers are better than the Blue Jackets. Agree. But I don't see a situation where the Rangers and the Blue Jackets are the second and third seed. So, in that case, you basically have to angle yourself to be the four seed. You have to. You you just have to find a way, and. It's hard to do because the Blue Jackets are playing sort of 500 hockey at this point in time. The Penguins are doing okay. Obviously, the Capitals have won. They've lost like two games in the last 25. I think it's. I think we were the fourth loss in the last 25. Um, This is this is my big gripe with the NHL playoff structure, and I get why the NHL did it because money. The NHL wants viewers for those early series, and what's the best way to get viewers in your early series? Make sure you have at least. Rivalries. Three or four rivalry matchups to start the playoffs. Like, it's NBC wants the Rangers to play the Penguins or the Rangers to play the Capitals. It's just, I don't understand why they want that series to happen in round one. Because they're afraid it won't happen in round two. That's why. But they're they're guaranteeing it that it doesn't happen in round two. They guarantee that Hmm. the problem... So, NHL is a very niche sport. I think it's very hard to get a diehard Capital fan to watch a non-capital game. I, I know I'm speaking generally and painting a very broad brush, but I think hockey is one of the few sports where if your team is in it, you want to watch your team. And then when your team is out, you're you done. don't really care. You're kind of done. You're, on, you're, going, you're finding another sport to watch, and baseball is right there for you to do it. Um, because I think the casual fan wants to watch the NBA playoffs, and the hockey fan wants to watch their hockey team. And the fact that those playoffs go on at the same time makes it very difficult for NBC to ever capitalize on the pure casual sports fan. Um, so what you get is when there are more teams alive and your viewers are spread out, you have your best playoff matchups. When what you really want is, I, I, the way as you a get- Ranger fan, it's, as a Ranger fan, it's easy for me to say that NBC every year wants. Penguins Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals just because those yeah, are and they want two huge fan bases or they want Penguins Penguins Blackhawks or Rangers Blackhawks like that's where that's where they want you to be in the finals. yeah NBC NBC was fucking thrilled that it was a Rangers Kings Stanley Cup final oh. you could not have asked for a better present for NBC oh except they got and then they got like seven extra hours of overtime you're welcome right even better more commercials yeah. the problem is it's just there's no other it's so rare to have rivalry matchups that early in the playoffs when look the stakes are always high in the playoffs but the stakes clearly get higher the deeper you get into it because you're starting to realize how close to the cup you are i just think it's a waste to have your two three matchup in the metropolitan every year 
it seems like it's going to be some variation of Rangers Penguins, Capitals Rangers, Penguins Capitals, Islanders Rangers, Devils Rangers. Like you're wasting a playoff series having yeah, that in the really first are. round. You're right. It you're does. Right. It's it's not as entertaining to the casual fan to have that playoff series so early on. Fair. Uh, so I'm glad you survived the Barclays trip and you made it back in one piece just barely, as I'm remembering. Oh, oh, oh my God. That my was goodness. one of the longest train rides of my life. I it, only where this, were, I mean, Were you even conscious at that point in time? Unfortunately, yes. I, mean, I wish I was. That's sad. Uh, it's, you know, you get a little adrenaline when you first wake up and it's also a mix of you get a little adrenaline, you're still a little bit. You mean survival? Well, you're, you're just, you're a little... You're a little happy you're not sick, so there's like an adrenaline boost there, and I think you still have a buzz going. But the buzz wore off as soon as I had a bagel with cream cheese in Grand Central and then had to wait another 40 minutes for not even the next train, but for the train to open the doors so I can just sit down on the train. Uh, And then, you know, there were some moments on that train ride where I thought, I don't know where the nearest bathroom is. It's over. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get up, so I think something's just going to happen right here, right now, and that's an uncomfortable feeling. I don't care who you are. Uh, It's now happened to me. This all too often is what you're saying? Planes, trains, and automobiles, man. And the worst worst part is not only is it about an hour and 35-minute train ride from Grand Central to Poughkeepsie, but then it's another hour and 20-minute car ride from Poughkeepsie to Cohoes. So Cohoes. it's just a lot of hungover travel. At the same time, uh, happy I did it because I needed to do this to know how long it would take me to get to City Field. There you go. From Cohoes. And I'm going to be doing that basically like every Wednesday and Thursday soon. So I'll, I'll be coming to hang out. I do want to mention one more thing before we move on to Woj here in a second. Uh, the standings right now, it's very rare to see this as an NHL fan. The Capitals, Penguins, Blue Jackets, and Rangers have all played 58 games. So we don't have to do games in hand, or games back at this point in time. And the standings go as follows. The Capitals have 85 points, Penguins 80, Blue Jackets 79, and the Rangers 77. So let's just keep to that fourth spot, and then uh, we'll see what happens. We'll, so let's try our best. I don't know if the Blue Jackets yeah. are going to let us. And I'm sure Woj is going to echo this point. We should, we should All right, remind people. This, is, this isn't Adrian Rojanarski who just got off, you know, oh. a monster... 48 hours. If we had Woj on as like cousins, (laughs) like, so how'd you break the cousins news? This is uh, Brian Wotanik, who's a good friend of ours and he's been on the podcast before and was nice enough to have me on the Garden Faithful last week. So we are returning returning the favor back. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, let's give him a call now. We'll talk all Ranger news that we haven't talked yet there, along with some nonsense Mets, uh, Kings, and NBA crap, food. See you there. Here's Woj. And we're back! And I brought Greg with me, unfortunately, and I still have our good friend Brian Woj here. I can't say your last name appropriate. I don't know if you know this about me, but I can't pronounce names. Uh, I didn't know that about you, but honestly, you you get an A for effort there because at least you said it right. Uh, a lot of people came and get to that aspect of it. They just don't even try. So I always give an A for somebody who just shows up and makes the attempt. So. I'm, an, I'm an A kind of guy. Speaking of showing up and making the attempt, really nice of your co-host to come on today. Just to let him know he's big time in us. I know uh, John Dundon's out there watching SVU. He's going Dundon all by himself. And, uh, you know, that's it. So good for him. Glad he's here. 
He he definitely told me he's like, yeah, he goes, I don't have time for these guys today. He said he he, he, he hated the podcast last week so much that he just decided not to come on this week. It's, so. weird. it's weird that he hated it after you said it was one of our best podcasts. So it's really nice it, of you. I'm glad you're taking shots at him right now. So I uh, just wanted to call I'm, him out. <laughs> I'm not like Greg. I will take shots at my other team, my teammate. You know, I, I break them down to build them up. That's what we do it here. Oh, no. Yeah, me- I just I, I do want to point out, Ryan, I I fucking high roaded it like a champ and did not big time. I, I, I listened and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is the I was shocked. I thought I had him in a mouse trap, and he just he wiggled out of it. I so. didn't listen to because Greg said I called you a piece of shit to me in personal message. So, <laughs> so when I listened, I was really surprised. So that was really nice. Um, it, welcome back to the podcast. You've been on once before. You are officially a recurring guest here. Uh, is that the, my the first ever? No, James Clark, who is our resident prospect expert, is our recurring guest. Who's uh, better Rose, looking? Oh, I, Rose, probably you. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be our second recurring guest? It's like, you know, we had our fling, we tried some things, and now we're ready to be more adventurous with the second one. So, like, the first time we put one finger, this time it's two. Right. And we always All go right. two. That's the well, way. Yeah, we... you got to I mean, yeah. yeah, we're not amateurs. I'm not, I'm not trying to go halfway. I'm no half measures no. on Blue Shirts Breakaway. Don't half ass it. No, I definitely don't. Uh, speaking Fun. of not half assing it, the Rangers have won the last five, and we were just talking about Hank is back. Are you also on the Hank back train, or are, you still, are we still waiting at this point? No, I, it could be the it could be game seven of the Stanley Cup, and I'd still be like, I, I I have to wait it out and see like what's the rest of their schedule look like. I really don't know. It could be the last game of the season. I'll be like, I really don't know if he's back yet. So no, I'm not there yet. It's still a long way to go. I mean, even with what 27, 28 games left in the season, mm. literally anything can happen in that time frame. So I'll wait it out. Uh, he's been playing great. There's no doubt about that. They don't win these the stretch they're on without him. Uh, but no, I'm not officially there yet. I'm I would say about seventy five percent of the way though. Okay. That's a little less than us because we're we're on the train. We're driving Hank train. We're on the Zamboni riding around, and we're ready to be back. See, you need those kind of people though. Like I we I need you guys to convince me that Hank's back because every time I think it's go up to uh, let's go up to eighty percent now because you guys wow. both just told me he's back. So now I'm Greg like, oh, didn't he's even 80% say anything. Back. You're, you jumped I, up five percent, so that's nice. Yeah, I said, I said nothing. <laughs> I just need people to tell me he's back. Like if you guys brought up the conversation, then my head my head starts spinning. I'm like, oh, maybe he's back. He's, he's playing back. great hockey. So that's how stupid I am, though. Like, I need other people to tell me what I'm thinking. And well, at least so, you're admitting. That's nice of you. 85%. I'm 85% there now. Okay. I just spun myself into another 5%. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Speaking well, of speak- – okay, Greg, you, you got one here? You got a hot one, bud? No, actually, I don't. I'm good. I just I – just, I do want to point out, I know this is an audio feed, but I just – I can't stop laughing at the fact that, Woj, I think you just, like – is your girlfriend doing homework next to you in bed? That's your <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, – we're doing we're doing budgets on the side here. We're, we're you, gotta, you gotta make business to keep business, you know what I'm saying? Scare money don't make I money. Need, Greg says I need, to, I need to do my taxes after this too, if you guys have a free calculator. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what's hot in the streets right now. This this podcast not sponsored by, by TurboTax. Anyway, uh <laughs> uh Butchnevich is getting high phrase now officially from our, our dear coach A V. Do you think there was a reason he sat him? Was the reason to send him a message? Was he hiding an injury he was still recovering from? Today he said he's got tremendous he, amount he of skill him, he and he sees him, the he's ice a fucking idiot. That's oh, why he's. Oh, I'm sorry, him. I didn't finish the quote, but I heard you say he's a fucking idiot. So that's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, Woj and I, Woj and I, this was the big part of you know our the last podcast Woj and I did together. Av was trying to send a message in a situation where a message shouldn't have. The message, if you wanted to send Butchnevich a message, you should have put him in a situation to get more ice time play through his struggles, put him in a challenging situation with new line mates to try and get something else going for him. Because again, you read the quote, he had every compliment and, you know, butterfly kiss to give Buchnevich today. I benching him doesn't prove anything. It doesn't send a message. All it does is take ice time away 
from a player who desperately needs more ice time. That's totally fair. Uh, which, where are you standing on this? Uh, I'm not, if you guys follow me on Twitter and like, I mean, I do, you guys on the podcast with me, uh, you guys know I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I just like to connect dots. So we did the podcast with Greg last week and I called the lame Vignolt racist for sitting, which I'm not even sure is the right word I'm using, but he's racist against Russians. And I think xenophobic. Xenophobic, I think, is the word. I just love I'm how like, much big cat. Uh, you're a big cat guy. You're just a big cat guy. <laughs> you, you're, you're a part of my take. Like references are so evident. It's ridiculous. Don't get it's, me wrong. It's, it's like, just, I'm in love with those guys more than anyone else too. I, I get it. But I'm like, man, we're just all we're all award winning listeners here. It, it just sits in my brain, and I, it just it, it's hurt me as a person. Honestly, like, I feel like I've gotten dumber as I've listened to them. But yeah, absolutely. But I call him a racist. He gets sat, or he was sat when I called him a racist, and now he can't have enough to say about him, and he's probably playing in the next game. So I'm not one to connect dots. Trying to follow thoughts, in our, our president's footsteps, and he's just trying to protect this nation. That's it. That's true. That's it. Again, though, like that could be one of those things where he's doing the me and Dundon thing, where he just breaks him down to build him back up. So maybe Boots comes out and has a hat trick next game. It's impossible so I don't know. for me to think about Dundon without thinking of the Dundon from SVU. It's literally <laughs> impossible. I don't know. That would be my ringtone if that was my last name. It would be like it would never stop. Uh, Trade, let's go through trade rumors. There's almost none right now, ex- with the exception of uh, the Rangers have been scouting the LA Kings for possibly a defenseman named Alec Martinez, who is a 29, yeah, 29 year old puck moving defense, offensive defenseman who is uh, on a pretty bad contract and is 29, a little old there. And officially, the Cam Fowler rumors are dead, so that's out. Do we think that we're making a move for a Kings defenseman, or are we just scouting to do our due diligence at this point in time? I think it's just due diligence. If I don't mind me jumping in, I don't. I don't buy into it at all. It's the old yeah. bait and switch. They're telling us to look one way, and then they're going to hit us with an Eric Stahl trade at the end I of the deadline. Swear to God, if we <laughs> trade for an offensive player, I will throw a fit. Um, I think there aren't a whole lot of rumors out there. We did see the first trade get done today. The Flames added Michael Stone from the Coyotes, which is a good thing for the Rangers because it sets the market. They mm-hmm. traded a third and a conditional fifth to get him, and they only get the fifth if he resigns. With the Flames, um, the name I keep seeing tossed around as a possibility, and the more I see it, the more don't I like say, don't it. Don't say Vancouver. It's not. It's Cody Franzen. Okay. I really yeah. think he'd be a. I, he doesn't. He doesn't move the needle in terms of. Oh, look, the Rangers got the big name defenseman that they need. But it's not that the Ran- The Rangers, yeah, they need a big name defenseman. They also just need a defenseman, <laughs> or at yeah. least two. Uh, and if Franzen, Franzen is not going to cost more than Michael Stone did. And if you get Franson for, I don't know, a fourth, uh, a fourth and you eat a little bit more money, I, I do that trade every day and twice on Sunday. A fourth is, is fourth is fine. I mean, I can sacrifice a fourth. Yeah, the fourth is fine. Like, I, I can't give up a first-round draft pick. I, I don't know how many times I have to say that. Cody, Cody Franson, you're not giving up a first-rounder for Franson. You're giving up at most a third. You're ba- you could basically make the exact same offer the Flames did for Michael Stone to the Coyotes, and you should be able to get Cody Franson for that. Now, you know, Franson's a little older, uh, but the good news is it's a, I, I believe it's a pretty cheap one-year deal. I don't have any reason to think the Sabres would hold on to him because, you know, even if the Sabres are making a playoff push, they are. I don't think, I don't think Franson is a piece necessarily they see as vital to that push, nor do I think it's kind of wise that the Sabres, you know, be making a push. Like, I think the Sabres can make a Franzen trade and still be buyers is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, and I just, you know, Franzen's the kind of guy the Rangers need. The Rangers, as badly as the Rangers need a top-line pairing defenseman, 
they could also use some glue guy on the second line that just makes the defensive core deeper. And Franson's that guy. Franson adds depth to the core. He, you know, he takes minutes away from Dan Girardi and Kevin Klein. And to me, that in and of itself is extremely valuable Preach. at this point of the season. Preach. Uh, I tend to agree with everything you guys just said. I don't think we're going to end up making a trade. I just have a feeling it's not going to happen. Uh, and then I'm going to get slapped with in the face with like two minutes left. So yeah, yeah, I don't but, think, I don't think it'll be a blockbuster. I think it'll no. be a lower level defensive move that I don't even think the Rangers give up a player. And maybe the, if the Rangers give up a player, maybe they trade your crush Woj Peary for like a sixth round pick just to move him. I think we broke up. I'm over him. He, oh, wow. he, I, I put too much stock in him just for him to hurt me. I kept going back to the well, and you know, it, he, he's not doing it for me. He doesn't make it wiggle like it used to. He got a lot of hype coming into the season. It just never came through. It really did. It was like, what was his most hype moment of the season? The preseason game? No, he, he was on a terrorist first like eight games. He had like six goals in the first eight games, and he didn't score for 30-something games. Okay. Like, ugh, it broke my heart. I, I put so much stock into him and like those first like eight games I was riding so high like I felt like a genius and all of a sudden I like look 20 games later and he has one goal in 20 games I'm like oh, uh just kind of hiding the corner there so how many Mets players are like that Greg 17 uh <laughs> no look <laughs> we gotta stop making these jokes because that's gonna actually be good this year you we're, gotta, gonna, we're gonna get gotta to the Mets in our nonsense segment in a couple seconds but I do want we're gonna move on to the national holiday section section do you know about this uh we do national holidays because we don't like previewing games because we suck at it so we just talk about the national holidays coming up no, on the I schedule. Love it though. all right so here's what we're gonna do before we do that I want to give you a chance to plug your podcast a little bit and talk about what you guys do over at uh, the garden faithful podcast uh, Oh yeah. So uh if you guys don't know, I do a podcast with John Dun Dun Dundon and uh did I do that right? I'm gonna add the sound effect in if you think I'm not you're crazy. <laughs> Please do. Uh but John Dundon, he's a writer, we both write for Gotham Sports. Uh we've been doing it. We took a little time off. We we're back to it now. We're two episodes in since coming back from a hiatus due to myself. Um, but you know, it's Rangers talk. It's similar to this podcast. You guys are more on the nonsensical side, which I definitely love. Uh I, John, uh Great dude, great hockey guy, but he is a hockey guy through and through. Like that guy wants to talk hockey for fifty-five to an hour minutes straight, and I like it because he he makes me better. Because I'm right with you guys, I'm nonsense and giggles all the way through. Uh, but we do it. Uh, we really don't have a set date anymore. It's just kind of like when we can squeeze into our schedule. Okay. Uh, but it's fun. So I mean, subscribe on iTunes, follow me on Twitter. Those are the two biggest things, and I'm sure you'll see me tweet about it. Which well, so. is a crazy good follow, and I love your tweets, uh, the sub tweets. I'm big into the sub tweets. I, I think gonna, I, I heard them every single time. So we're gonna we're gonna need to talk about that Lightning McQueen tweet you sent out there because I've been thinking about it for about. It's three been now. I, yeah, it's been haunting my dreams for right, three days. Let's talk about days. it now because I don't know what it is. So let's 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 fill Ryan in. So it was basically a long night the other day, okay. and. It was just something that it was a conversation that ended up spoiling to basically um, if Lightning McQueen, which does he get? Do you get car insurance or do you get life insurance on Lightning McQueen? Oh, my God. Which is it? I still don't have an answer. Like, I don't have like a like it's not a right or wrong answer. It's I, which one is it? Robots is it one of, aren't people is it one and cars things? aren't people either. So I'm going to go car insurance. Well, Jose otherwise. And in the in the cars universe, you know, Lightning McQueen there aren't humans in that universe. So oh, do they see themselves as cars or do they think they're just like, what does lightning, if lightning McQueen had to describe himself, he would say he's a, he's a racer, but would he, would he say he's like a race car? Or would he say he's a race car driver? Right. Somebody made a valid point too, and said that he would never get issued life insurance because he was in too dangerous for a profession as well. Oh, that's true. The, the, the premium would definitely be astronomically. Yeah. High. You don't even pay it at that point. 
All right. Uh, so that was a great, great, great plug for your Twitter. Great, great plug for your podcast. <laughs> That's what you have to look forward to. Is like that yeah. was like a 12 a.m. tweet that went out, and I just people's minds were like, "Dude, go to bed." My one of my favorite <laughs> Ranger follows, so that's why we're bringing you on. Uh, I do want to mention one more thing before we go. I forgot to mention this before. Uh, John Rattel was named the greatest, one of the greatest 100 players of all time, and his number will be retired. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? No. Uh, well, I'll step in since I think you've been uh, you're, you're really thinking on this one hard. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think Rattel is an all-time great Ranger. My theory is I'm a, I'm a little weird when it comes to retired numbers. I'm a I am too. minimalist when it comes to retired numbers. Like, I think you need to be next-level special. And that's not to say Rattel wasn't. Rattel was, you know, he was a mainstay on the Rangers uh, goal a game line with Rod Gilbert. And you can make the argument that he was just as important to the Rangers' history as Gilbert was. But at the same time, it's not like the Rangers have been withholding the number 19 for all these years. A lot of Rangers have worn 19. Hell, Jesper Foss wears 19 right now. I was about to say, see you so, later, Jesper. We know you're going. So it, <laughs> it, It's one of those things, like, you know, I relate everything back to the Mets. What? The, Met, <laughs> the Mets have one player's number. They had one player's number retired before this year. But before they officially retired 31, they took it out of circulation. And they've done the same thing with... Like, nobody wears number eight without special permission because of Gary Carter. Nobody wears number 24 without special permission because of Willie Mays. Like, if the Mets all of a sudden decided to retire those numbers, there's some importance behind it. Like, it's the same thing if the Mets wanted to retire 17 all of a sudden for Keith Hernandez. It seems weird because they gave 17 out a lot since Keith Hernandez left. And whether that's right or wrong, it's happened. So, it's... Like, it would have been weird if another Ranger wore 11. But That's it weird. hasn't been weird that a number, another Ranger wore 19. Like, 19, in my head, wasn't exactly a historical number. Like, it's important because Jean Rattel wore it, and I don't want to downplay the career Jean Rattel had with the Rangers. It was phenomenal, and I think, you know, the casual Ranger fan needs to take a step back and take a glance at how good this guy was for such a long time with the Rangers. It's just... It seems weird to do it now just because all of a sudden some NHL writers put him on a list. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that seems like weird timing to me. I just want to go on a rant about the Yankees real quick because this is directly <laughs> related to them, right? How do they keep retiring numbers? It's incredible. They're going to have a team of 25 people. They're going to have to go to the 100 soon. People are going to wear double zeros. People are going to wear triple well, zeros. Like, the best, you know the best part about the Yankees is they don't have a single-digit number anymore. It just doesn't make sense. It's like I get Jeter should be Jeter should be gone. Like Totally get it. Babe Ruth, Mantle. But, like, I love I love Bernie as a kid, Bernie Williams, but, like, should he really be retired? Should Paul only really be retired? Like, it doesn't make really sense to me. It should just be, like, legendary players. And I'm, right. I'm the same it, way with the, you about the Rangers. Yeah, it the Ranger retired numbers they have right now seem fine. And I understand, you know, there are a couple guys they should have retired. Like, retiring number nine twice is fine because, you know, Adam Graves was a very important play, player for the Rangers, but... Nine should have already been retired because they had a Hall of Famer wear it. Um, should have been, yeah. But at the same time, it, you know, I just – I like my retired numbers to mean something more, and it just – it doesn't feel like – it feels like an awfully weird time to retire 19. And that might be an unpopular opinion, and I'm not trying to slight Jean Rattel at all. It's just doing it now when it should have been done a long time ago at some point – Honor the man in some way. I don't know if retiring his number is necessarily the best. Woj, any comment on that? 
Uh, no, the big thing I took away from it, though, was kind of the same thing you guys said. It's like the minute I heard 19 was getting retired, I just assumed that Jesper Foss got traded. <laughs> uh, so that's really, I mean, that's really all I took from it. Is he still alive? Jasper? He's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. like, Jesper's no. fine. Is oh, Rattel still alive? <laughs> oh, this is a fun game. Let's let's take guesses. Oh, God. I don't want to be alive. I'm assuming so. I think he's alive. But, I'm going to double check for it. I'm double, double checking check it. I'm double checking right he, now. So we're good. If he is alive, my thought is the Rangers organization now knows that he's like terminally ill or he's about to die or something. Looks like he's alive. Looks well, like he's alive. And I don't think, I don't, I really think the Rangers are doing it because the NHL list. writers got together and put him on the 100 greatest NHL players list. And you know who's not on that 100 greatest NHL players list? Henrik Lundqvist. And are we just not going to retire Henrik Lundqvist's number because yeah. he's not on that? Definitely retire his number. Absolutely retire his number. No question about it. Well, no, we'll just have to wait another 100 years so they do the top 200, and that'll make right. the list. I'm just, I'm just saying, Jean Rattel, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1985. Did you yeah. really need to wait an additional <laughs> 32 years to then retire his yeah, number? Yeah, it's past right now, right? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right. It's just, it, it, seems, it seems a little crazy. And the best example I can give is, of course, the Met example. And oh, it, it would, as much as I would think it's cool that the Mets all of a sudden decided to retire 17, a lot of people have worn 17 since Keith Hernandez was last there. Like, that number... That number is important in a sense, but the, it would be weird if all of a sudden the Mets decided it was so important that no other player should wear it. Because clearly, you mean iconic players like Daesung Koo and Fernando Tatis got that number. So I'm not sure all of a sudden the Mets held that number in such high regard. Fair. Going on to the next segment here, our upcoming schedule. We have this week, we have the Canadians, the Can- or the Canadians, as they say. <laughs> The Maple Leafs, Devils, and Blue Jackets. And here are the corresponding national holidays. We will go one by one. On February 21st, at the Canadiens, that is today, it is National Sticky Bun Day. Guys, is there any (laughs) worse, is there any worse breakfast food than National Sticky Bun? No, I will say that I am now putting all the money on the Canadians because Claude (laughs) Julian is a big Sticky Bun guy. So he's going to be loaded up for that game. He's going to be sugar high as shit. So And there's a Krispy Kreme in Penn Station. You know, right before... (laughs) This game, he's going straight down there. He's like, I need all your sticky buns, and <laughs> I, I'm not going to Cinnabon because that place sucks, right, Greg? <laughs> uh, I got, I got a hot take. You're absolutely gonna love here, I, Ryan, because I know you always love them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of going along the lines of sticky buns. Yeah, I cannot stand glazed donuts. Oh, they're terrible. I'm with you. I yeah, I'm, think, I'm with you. I think the best donut is like that pink, do- like pink frosted donut that yeah. has like the little sprinkles. That's like the most perfect donut. No, give me day. give me a powdered donut every day for the rest of my life. I'm a happy camper. You would have the white around your lips. You've yeah, damn right, man. <laughs> you would. It's not even. Not even. All right. So I, I predict this game will be full of sticky buns. Uh, Greg, did you, do you want to remind our, our listener audience that you once got stuck in a Cinnabon? <laughs> I, this is where the joke always makes. I never in my life have been to a Cinnabon. Like the <laughs> the Cinnabon joke is hilarious to me. And I, this is such an inside joke that really no inside. one's even going to understand. Uh, uh, five people. I've, I am. I have no problem admitting that I have never in my entire life been to a Cinnabon. Right. And I don't even. I don't even remember how that joke started. <laughs> okay. Right. And we're gonna move on from that because it's super inside and no one cares. Uh, February twenty third. We're, we're going to Toronto and it's national. And this is fitting. Curling is cool day. <laughs> so guys, curling is cool. And you know what else is weird? There's another day, holiday that shares with this. It's play tennis day. Guys, it's February twenty third. Who the fuck is playing tennis? Nobody. Who, nobody. <laughs> Who paid uh, the money for that? You know, Florida, California, there are states where it's actually warm. And it's going to get in the 60s this week in New York, so East I don't Coast know what's talking East about. Coast bias. Um, they don't exist. 
East Coast Bucks. I said California. <laughs> that was the second place I named. Yeah, that's that. Spoiler, Greg. That's not East West Coast. Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So why are you saying East Coast bias? East Coast bias is in reference no, to people. No, I'm, I'm saying that I I am being biased to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. You did not make that clear at all. I'm sorry. I thought that was clear. I thought it was pretty clear. Oh, I thought it was pretty clear. Okay, fuck. I'll just go fuck myself. A little, no bit, of, little bit of game bang on Greg. Um, curling is cool. Curling is one of the really few things I care about in the Olympics. Just going to throw that out there. I'm pu- I'm pumped for cooler curling when I'm going to watch it again. Could I watch it right now on YouTube? Yeah. Will I? No. So there's that. Uh, this weekend, February 25th, we go to New Jersey to play the Devils. It is called, and this is this is bad, it's Quiet Day, also known as National Don't Utter a Word Day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know I think I know what we need to do against Saturday against the Devils. Like you know what, it's just time, um, guys. Just let's get a little quiet. Let's just shut down, shut down for the season. You haven't had a good one. It's just it's just it's time, Devils. It's time. Feel like feel like you could have picked a better holiday for that one. That's, that one's that one's not your best. It's not my best. Okay, no, not your best. Fine. I'm gonna I gotta call it like I see it, Ryan. Sometimes sometimes you miss the boat. And I think you missed the boat on that one. Fine. Can we go to this one then? Uh, the next day, uh, the Blue Jackets come visit us. It's Carnival Day. Fuck carnivals. I'm just saying it right now. There's nothing good about carnivals. The, everything's overpriced. The only, Actually, I, I'll take that back immediately. I'm so sorry, funnel cake gods. Funnel cakes are the only good thing about carnivals. Uh, are you confusing carnivals with circuses? There's nothing good about a circus, but a carnival can be a good time in a sketchy way. No, every ride is really unsafe. Uh, yeah. Everything makes you want said, to throw up. The food I, is, said in a, I said in a sketchy way. Yeah. The Gravitron, is, there's nothing appealing to that about me, to me at all. Even a little bit. Have you ever been on a Gravitron, Greg? Because I would actually love to uh, see you on a Gravitron. Is that the one that just spins around yes. really fast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been on one of those. Okay. It was uh, spinning around really fast. That's really all I can say about that. Wow, great. All right, so we all hate carnivals. Go ahead. Woj, do you have do you have a feeling about carnivals? No, I'm a big fair guy, though, so I don't know if there's like a differential there's between a the two. There's a huge difference. Okay, no, fairs, I'm a big fair guy, are not great. a carnival guy. Yeah, not a carnival guy. I'm a fair guy. That's where I'm at, too. I'm a food market fair guy. That's what yeah. I'm about. All right, so fuck the Blue Jackets. I hope we beat them. Uh, I think we're gonna get six points this week, and I think we're gonna see we're gonna have a really good game against the Canadians for our our playoff preview. That's my personal opinion, and that's it. Any you guys have any uh, qualms with those statements? Uh, I definitely think hockey will be played this week. Wow, great take, Greg. I definitely don't want six points this week. You don't? I'm just gonna say you want, no. I don't. You want four? You want two? Three. Okay. <laughs> I want to play 500 hockey the rest of the way. I'm so insistent on playing 500 hockey. Right, let's talk about this. Just because we have a 12 point gap on the team behind us. Mm-hmm. We have a four, was it three points right now on the Blue Jackets? We're right in between them. Yeah. So three points before the Blue Jackets. I don't want to catch the Blue Jackets. They're not a good hockey we're team two anymore. Points. We're two points below the Blue Jackets right now. Even scarier. So I want two points this week now. So you think um, we're going to play Ronta against the Blue Jackets on Sunday and just trying to be like, yeah, come on, guys? Dude, let that Garden of Dreams kid play one of these games this week. I don't care. Like, honestly, like, I need to lose one of the two of these games coming up. Like, not to be mean. I'm sure he's a great goaltender. Uh, but let him play this week. All right. I, I'm i hard-pressed to agree with you, but I'm also hard-pressed to disagree with you. Which right. Is, like, I, there, there's teams coming up that I want to beat for personal reasons. Like, the the Canadians, because if it is a potential playoff, I, I would love to get Devils. as much momentum. Like, I, I want to beat the Devils because fuck the Devils. I want to beat the Blue Jackets because of John Tortorella. And, if we beat the Blue Jackets, we win the season series against them. and the 16 game win streak means nothing to me at that point. But I also, I don't want a repeat of last year where we, we should have played for Florida and now we're playing Pittsburgh. So I don't want that to happen again. So I'm, I'm torn. I'm in a, pit, I'm in a pretzel here. Well, we should have played for Florida the last game of the season and we didn't. Yeah. So that too, that was, that's ridiculous. This is a little, this is a little, like you don't really know what's going to happen at this point in time. There's so many games left. You can, you can exactly. lose some games down the stretch. So I don't know. Let's move on to the nonsense section 
of our podcast. Uh, well, before we go on, we're going to talk a little bit of other sports. I don't know if you're prepared for that. Uh, I'm never prepared for anything. I wasn't prepared for the Rangers talk. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, neither were we. That's 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 our secret. <laughs> don't let anyone know. Um, have you – Have you, you may have heard this, but Boogie Cousins in the NBA got traded today? Yeah, I did hear that. Oh. Uh, did you guys hear that Adrian Wojnarowski is the biggest coward on the planet and he finally unblocked me? Oh! <laughs> wait, he had you blocked? So, wait, yeah. So long story, unblocking you? Long story short – I wrote a blog last week, so I was I was I was at work taking my like ten fifteen poop at work post coffee poop, mm-hmm. and I'm scrolling through Twitter, and somebody quoted a tweet, and I couldn't see the initial tweet, and it was about an NBA trade. So I click on the tweet, I can't see the profile or who tweeted it. I'm like, what the hell? So I realized it was said Woj vertical. So I'm like, oh okay, it's Woj. So like maybe maybe he deleted or something. So I went to go to his profile. I'm blocked. Now I've never followed Woj. I've never tweeted at him, and basically I've never had. I don't have. I don't follow enough NBA people to have enough interaction with him on my timeline where he would even know that I existed. So basically I was blocked out of nowhere. So I wrote a blog calling the coward. It's incredible. Yeah. And the fact that we have the same nickname is just, it's no coincidence. So he like probably looks up other Woges on Twitter. And I wonder if he blocks them all. Yeah. I wonder if he blocks every Woge. He must've thought I was a fake Woge account. That was my other, that was my one theory. Um, but I, I, the other theory is that he's, he's genuinely afraid of me. Like, he knows I exist. Right. He, I live in his brain constantly. So, basically, I wrote the blog trash, and I'm saying he was a coward and that he was, you know, uh, whatever, for blocking me and that I was the bigger and better-looking Woj. All of a sudden, this week, when these, when this trade, this Boogie Cousins trade started to block, I'm seeing Woj Vertical pop up on my timeline. I go to click his profile. Out of nowhere, I'm unblocked again. So, mm-hmm. hmm, Try to tell me that blog didn't get to him and that he was scared that he was going to get the backlash. You are connected dots guy like us. So, right. You know, like, it's just, that's just it's, working. When the pieces fall so perfectly, it's just almost like I'm eating out of Woj's kitchen. I want Woj to I heard you again. say in my head when the pizza falls so perfectly and the metaphor just worked just <laughs> it's, as well. It's even better. Honestly, <laughs> it actually yeah. worked out way wetter. Um, <laughs> way wetter? Way, way wetter. Oh, my God. Way this, wetter. Way wetter pizza. With Cousins being traded and, you know, with the NHL dead leg coming up, the dead leg? Are you even saying words at this point? Did I say dead leg? Oh my I think god! You said yeah. two strokes. I'm I, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a three stroke guy. Let's not lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, does this trade remind you of the Eric Stahl trade in, in any in any sense? Uh, no. Okay. Because okay. the Rangers didn't. Nobody got hosed in the Eric Stahl trade, and it sucked for both teams. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, what really. what if what if the Pelicans? What if he does to the Pelicans? He doesn't fit. They doesn't have a team around him in the first place. I can't justify this. They got fucking host. <laughs> I was yeah, trying to, nothing. I was trying yeah, to. The Kings, the Kings at the same time. So I will, I will admit, I listened to uh, Bill Simmons earlier today. Uh, Why did you listen his, to take, his take on the trade. <laughs> it really might've been a situation where maybe no other, maybe no other team really wanted cousins. Like, so the team everyone talks about, right. Is the Celtics. Cause they have all these assets, but haven't we already figured out once that Isaiah Thomas and DeMarcus cousins don't like playing with each other. Isn't that how the Celtics got Isaiah Thomas in the first place? So why would the Celtics want to mess up the chemistry with their arguably best player right now and bring in a guy that well, they've they, seen what happens when they play together and it just didn't work? They want Jimmy Butler to play with Isaiah Thomas. Like, and I, I think, you know, if they give the Bulls the Brooklyn pick, I think they'll get Jimmy Butler. I think they'll get him right away, to be honest. So, like, if it – what other team – I guess maybe the, the Raptors could have, right? But instead the Raptors – you know, they gave up nothing to get Serge Ibaka. Which... Is this the worst trade you could remember in, in the last, like, five years? Yeah. Um, was there a baseball trade that was more one-sided? 
Yeah, uh, like when, everything everything the Diamondbacks gave up for Shelby Miller. That, yeah, you're right, actually. Because, because at least <laughs> at least at least like the team that gave up, like the team, there are some assets going to the Kings, right? But the yeah, Diamondbacks gave up a truckload for a pitcher that people were kind of on the fence about in the first place. Yeah, at least there was a the star in the Demarcus Cousins trade. Yeah, right. They got a first David round Swanson. pick. They're, they're tanking. So the first round pick that they would have lost is now protected. So technically, in the Kings' mind, I can see how they're like, all right, we just got two potential lottery picks in this trade. So there's, there is some value here. And, you know, I think personally Buddy Heal is a pile of trash, but he was the seventh overall pick last year. So I guess in some ill-conceived mind, you can say that the Kings got three lottery picks for DeMarcus Cousins. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't, uh, what's his name, uh, Johnny Flynn from Syracuse the seventh overall pick also? So, not exactly uh, a prestigious spot. I, I actually think Johnny Flynn was like fifth. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. that and let's, let's that not true? forget. Let's not forget. Not only was Johnny Flynn the fifth pick, the Wolves had the fifth and sixth pick, and immediately took another point guard after Johnny Flynn. Uh, another point guard not named Steph Curry. Oops. Correct. They took back to back point guards, neither of which were Steph. Oops. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think you're right with the Shelby Miller trade, and maybe when the Nationals threw in Trey Turner. Uh, or got Nat Trey Turner as a throw-in, so that might have been close to. Uh, but this is pretty bad. So uh, hopefully, I think I, I'm going to make a prediction. I think New Orleans trades Boogie Cousins in the offseason, and they get a bigger haul than the Kings did. Uh, see, I, I don't know if they'll... I think they'll get the same haul at the minimum. I think they'll get better than Buddy Bo- Heald in a first. But Boogie, <laughs> Boogie, Boogie, all Boogie has to say is if New Orleans trades me, whoever they trade me to, I'm not re-signing with them. Yeah. And, that, and there's, then, they're, then you're... You're basically trading a one-year contract. A, don't get me wrong, a great one-year contract, but to call Boogie Cousins anything but mercurial is inaccurate. He's a bit of a head case. He has what, seventeen technical fouls in forty-five games this year. It's pretty impressive. He's, he's a loose cannon, and so and hasn't hit any nuts while doing it. So people have hit his nuts though, and that guy's yeah, now and that guy's now on the Kings. Him in the nut. So Buddy Heald. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You think the Kings, like, they saw Buddy Heald punch DeMarcus Cousins in the nut? Like, we want that guy. Yeah, we'll take that guy. guy. That sounds good. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has been metaphorically punching us in the nuts for the last five years. Get us the guy that physically (laughs) did it. I want to move on to baseball. Now, if I remember correctly, Brian, you are a Mets fan also? Correct. That's also correct. How tight does it make your pants that all the Mets pitchers right now are throwing, and I quote, the shit out of the ball? Um, you hey, you don't know if it was shit or piss. Okay, I still, yeah. I'm on team piss. I'm on team shit. So there we go. Shit and piss combo. This is another situation Stop where I refuse guy. to uh, address one of the pitchers on the Mets staff because they have me blocked on Twitter. But the rest of the pitchers doing so are playing pitching very well so far. Is it is it Zach Wheeler that has you blocked? Yeah, he's a fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> him too. I called him a P-boy last year because he wouldn't come on our podcast and he blocked me. I uh, I will I will say this I I like Zach Wheeler I think he's a good dude I do too but you know. he uh I will say he's got a he has a quick uh, trigger finger on the block button I've seen him block a lot of people yeah especially for a bald dude that's just like come on that's not good luck for him yeah and he he gets he's like got some similarities with you guys you know no hair and then that's really <laughs> nice of him. that's it <laughs> and he likes yeah, that the was, I mean, 
Yeah, I've, thrown, I've thrown as many innings in the last two years as Zach Wheeler. Yeah, right. Like, point that out. Dude, yeah. like, you can't get called a P-boy then block me if you haven't pitched in two years. Like, you're a P-boy until you pitch. So <laughs> Wheeler, all I'm saying is come on this podcast and defend yourself. Right. Even if you come on this podcast at this point, I don't care. I don't even have to be here. Just come on a podcast and defend yourself, just P-boy. Def- just defend yourself. You guys are probably going to be blocked. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's all right. I have, like, 12 other Met pitchers I have boy crushes on, so it's – Yeah, it's, right. Like, out of, like, Zach Wheeler to block me – just pushed him further down a list that he was already way down on. He so might it didn't be matter. seventh on my crush of Mets pitchers. So it's Harvey. Yeah, how, I, is Harvey. However many pitchers we have, he's last. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think he's above Harvey. I have. I have yeah. such a gripe against Harvey. Harvey, <laughs> I know you're a big Ranger fan. If you want to come on, buddy, just come. Right. Just give me the word. Hit me up. That's, that's a saving grace yeah, for me. Slide to the. I, I, I think the the Met pitcher Ryan wants on this podcast more than any other is Seth Lugo, which I blows love, my mind. Love me some Seth Lugo. Blows my mind that that's the guy you would want on this. No, podcast. I think I'd probably do Matts, Matts, and Giselleman before him. If you want over Syndergaard, Syndergaard should be the first answer. No, like, the answer, the reason why that's not the answer is because that's what would make you the happiest, and I can never accept that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even make me happy. It's just like Syndergaard okay, should let's already rewind. have a podcast. Did you just say if Syndergaard came on this podcast, it wouldn't even make you happy? There isn't a word to describe my feeling. <laughs> right. like, what would happen if Syndergaard came on this podcast? Right. I'm just saying, Syndergaard is the kind of guy that should already have a podcast. Fine. He should, and it should already be. It shouldn't even be about baseball. It should just be about everything else. And the name of the podcast should just be everything else. And it should be with Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> okay. You know what I noticed? It's, so a lot of different. That's a free idea for you, Noah. By the way, when you listen to this, I was about to ask welcome. you: Do you think any major baseball player will get a podcast this year? Because it seems to be a trend for basketball players to get podcasts. Hundred percent. Yeah. Who is it going to? Uh, is, is it going to be Dan Heron? Well, no, he's working for the Diamondbacks now, so he won't do it. Yeah, he's doing like coaching there. Yeah, he's doing that. Fuck. Um, Mike Mike Trout will do a weather podcast. I would <laughs> listen to the shit out of a Mike Trout weather podcast. I would listen every to morning. Too. Mike Mike Trout did like a two minute. Here's the weather in like the major cities of the United States. I would I would download every day. It could just be LA's weather, and I'd be like, "Fuck, I'm pretty interested about LA." <laughs> like, if you guys don't know out there, there, you should Google Mike Trout weatherman. There is an in depth analysis someone did on Reddit on why Mike Trout is a weatherman and he loves the weather. It's my one of my favorite posts of all time. And then you could watch at least twenty videos where Mike Trout only talks about the weather. <laughs> he's the best baseball player I've ever seen in person and maybe ever in, um on TV. And he just loves the weather, and that's all. He has a personality of a stick, and I love that. <laughs> so, um, our next segment and new for this week is called "You Gotta Do It." So anytime ask, someone asks you this, you have to do it. Today I got the question, would you like plantains with that? And the answer was, you got to do it. <laughs> it was a dollar extra. I put as many plantains as possible in my burrito, and I feel like a fat piece of shit. So I need to know, what's the thing you guys know that you got to do it? Well, I'll let you go first because I got to um, think on this one. So it's like something I do no matter what. So every yeah, time someone's like, me, someone's like, you want extra of this? You, you got to do it. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm a sucker for when – People at the register at a grocery store at a store are like, do you want to donate a dollar no, for this? You no, know. I, I have to. I have to donate a dollar or else I feel like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. And if I do donate that dollar, there's a good chance that the Rangers will probably win the next game. So it's good karma. Just pay, pay it forward. So that, I'm, that's my sucker. I'm immediately like, no way. I'm so sorry. I'm not donating a dollar. I don't know where the dollar is going. I know where you said the dollar is going. And I know, <laughs> right. I know, like, I know you, like, I know it's supposed to go to kids that are really sick and in need or like dogs that are in shelters, but I think you're just taking that dollar from me. It's that, just the way they ask it. They're like, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to me? You know, I'm going to kick like a puppy later. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, yeah, like, of course I do. I want to donate anything. How so much do you love it when kids person. die? Do you want to give me a dollar? Right. I'm like, oh, my God. That's how they should just phrase it. Like, hey, you like when kids die? All right. Yeah. Just round up to whatever my total is. Make it even, please. 
Let me get that dollar, please. I'll, take yeah. this, I'll have this gum too. Greg, do you have one? Split, splitting aces. I don't care what the dealer's showing. <laughs> do it every, gotta do it. You gotta, gotta do, do it. it. Uh, I, he could be showing. He could be showing the face card, and I'll be like, not nah, splitting aces. I gotta take a me, shot. Like, they'll they'll give me the option if like they want to. <laughs> would they like me to check before if they even have twenty one? Not nah, splitting them already. Let's I, go. I've seen shoot you, or shoot. I've seen you do that. Money, scared money, don't make money forever. Yeah, gotta gotta do it. Split aces every time. I want to go on to John Wick, but I don't know if Brian has seen it. No, but go ahead because I don't have plans to. Wow. So, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you listened last week, but I, I completely I messed up the two week. actors. So, oh, I totally you forgot did. you didn't. Oh, yeah. God. So I feel like I I feel like at this point spoilers are warranted. Like I didn't even like the first one that much. That might be That's like crazy. the hottest. That's insane. It's, That's it the was hottest. entertaining. I'm burning up right now. It was entertaining, but the fact that it got a second one, I was like, eh, I'm good. Way better. Okay. You know what? We're gonna save. We'll save the John Wick analysis for next week since we have you here. Well, I just I want to point something out. So there was a rumor going around last week, and I think it originated on a podcast. I think the three of us listened to uh, Puck Soup, where the no, I don't Dave, Dave Lozo. Oh, okay. Well, Woj, you're just calling out everybody. I'll, I'll be honest. I've, uh, I've been lacking too. I don't really listen to it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. Lozo and Wyz, uh, Wyszynski last week. I, be, I believe it was Lozo who made the comparison. Like, is John Wick just Jack Reacher, except one has Keanu and one has Tom Cruise? And I'm going to say, I've thought about this. I've thought about this for I a week. I have a really good answer for this. It's, it's not. Here's why. Okay. Uh, Jack Reacher tries to be a thriller with a badass detective. John Wick is just a pissed off assassin. You, that's all it is. It's not trying to be anything else. No one's ever seen Jack Reacher and you're the only one. That's my answer. Like that's why it's not John Jack Reacher because no I'll one's t- ever I'll seen tell you it. What, Jack Reacher, not a bad movie. It's just like Jack Reacher is very much plot driven where John Wick is, you're you dead. killed Keanu's dog. I want to kill you and I'm going to. And that's what the movie is, and it's perfect the way it is. And next week, I'm going to talk uh, about the lore because I want to get into it, especially the Lawrence Fishburne part. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm running out of nonsense. I know that might sound hard to find. Sound hard? To, can I even speak English right now? Oh my god! No, you really can't. You've said you've butchered the language today through and through. I'm I just want to apologize to the founders of English because <laughs> <laughs> right now it's real tough for me. So I, I'm I'm sorry, English and all everything I've ever said. Greg, do you have anything else you would like to touch on today? Uh, let's see. What mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't have... Oh, uh, I do want to preview something else coming in the future for us that I think, Woj, you might take a part in. We're going to do a WrestleMania preview podcast. Yes. No, I. it's not that I am going to take a part in. It's that if I don't, that I'm going to boycott this podcast for the rest of my you're, life. You're like, definitely in on this. So... Okay. We're going to have you on and a couple of our friends. And it's gonna we're going to do it like the Thursday before Mania when we know the card. And right. We, break down the card yeah the so. i'll be honest i'm not gonna watch i haven't watched i watched chamber because i had to you had to um but I, I really have no plans of watching fast lane i don't know if you guys are getting hyped for fast lane but that's gonna I'm be garbage kind of, i'm kind of just a check the results kind of guy and then watch me too at this point yes yeah. royal rumble took me out of it like i was riding such a wave going into royal rumble like wrestling's back like this is it royal rumble stunk Chamber was okay. Like the chamber match was good in itself. Royal Rumble had uh, one good match. It had Cena, Cena Styles. It was that was a that great could, match. They could fight forever, and that yeah, that yeah, that I match could watch was that awesome. for like three hours. Um, but no, so like the Royal Rumble was like it was good, and then the match stunk. The actual Rumble match, Chamber was okay. The Chamber match was really good, and now I'm just like I just I'll check the results until Mania because I just I'll, I the storylines aren't going to surprise me. Like there's nothing you're going to do from now till then except if you bring Shaq on to like maybe do an appearance or two. I'm crazy hype for Mania, and I'm the same way as you. I'm not going to follow yeah. anything else. Like I I've 
been on this podcast. I said I'm a very casual WWE fan, and I've, I've just recently got on the, back on the bandwagon. My my dude Rollins got hurt, so that really hurts me. So I'm hoping he's back for Mania. But I'm only I'm really in it for Mania this year. I'm hoping because I know that some of the last couple have been disappointing. So I'm really hoping this one turns out. I think it's going to be disappointing again. I don't want to burst the bubble, but I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm hyped for it. Like, I can't wait. that When that weekend comes around, I'm just going to be thinking about Mania for 72 straight hours. But it's going to stink. Like, there's just no doubt in my mind now. Also, while we're talking about wrestling, do you guys – have you noticed John Cena's next movie, the entire movie, he's basically just laying down on his face? Is that true? What is the movie? What is it's it called, doing? I, I, it's the first time I saw the preview. It was yesterday. Uh, a couple of our friends were going to see Hidden Figures. Oscars are this weekend. I wanted to just see a couple Oscar movies. Good movie. Um, it's called The Wall, and it's with John Cena and <laughs> I forget I forget the dude's name. It's uh, it's, uh, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, dude from Kickass. And in the preview, like they're in Iraq, they're looking at this car. Someone shot the driver of the car, and then John Cena gets shot. And the way John Cena gets shot, it like paralyzes him. And the his buddy tries to rescue him, but he can't because the sniper has him pinned down. Because he can't see him. So it looks like yeah. the entire movie is one guy sitting behind a wall, John Cena laying down. laying down on the ground, bleeding out, just talking as he's dying. And then apparently like the sniper hijacks their radio frequency, so he's talking to them too. <laughs> so it's a casual this is conversation the entire movie. with John Cena. It sounds like it sounds like phone booth with less cast. <laughs> <laughs> phone booth with less cast is not as interesting because it's in the I, fucking desert. I'm, I didn't know about this. I'm looking at IMDb right now. The cast is literally four people deep. There's only four people listed as the cast in this movie, and John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson are one of them, and the guy who plays John Cena's body doubles listed as the cast. Let's make a promise <laughs> to watch that movie and come back and do a full review. With the I, I almost want to live stream it with you guys. Like we'll just we'll sit down, start it, and we'll just live stream it. I would love to do that. I, I think we're gonna oh, make that yes. a, a podcast for it, sure. It just it it just blew my mind that John Cena, big movie star. Like I asked myself Action this question: star. Would would the <laughs> yeah. Rock would the Rock ever do that movie? No. And I can confidently say no. no. He did he did the uh, Scorpion King though. So, I, but he, he wasn't lying he was face down then. for two hours in a he was desert. Learning. But in the Mummy one, he was he did opt to do the CGI for the Mummy, mm. the Mummy two, or whatever it was. I mean, it was early in his career, so John Cena is only like two or three good movies away from being, you know, The Rock. So that's oh, just first of all, The Marine is a classic. If you've that's never a good seen movie. No, The a good Marine movie. with John Cena, it's like it's pretty much John yeah. Wick. It's pretty much John. And, Wick. and then they made seven of them with the Miz after that. Yeah, so. and one with Randy Orton, I think. Yeah, is that true? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I should really catch up on my Marine lore. Um, Wait, you brought up Oscars before we close this okay. what what's going to win best picture because i have a theory and i everything everything i'm hearing everything i'm seeing it's starting to point to manchester by the sea all right well you just i i was gonna put money on manchester because that's what i think should win but now i'm gonna double it because it's again it's like the henrik lundquist thing like you just told me he was back and manchester the sea is back in my brain i think it's gonna be la la land i think la la land steals I, it but I, I feel like La La Land got too much hype. It got out too right. much hype for a, mo- a movie that was like pretty mediocre. Like what was pretty that, average. What was that that black and white movie from a couple years ago that won like all the Oscars, but no one really remembers it whatsoever? That's the one. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm sure it was a I, good I movie, but no one remembers it at all. So is it really I personally enjoyed La La Land. I thought it was great. I had a good time seeing it. I can understand why it is an Oscar favorite. I just think. I feel like this happens every now and then. When a movie cleans up at the Golden Globes, it yep. gets backlash. Just because maybe it shouldn't be getting that much hype, and you know we've it it took 
a lot of momentum just to get in figures nominated. So yeah. that kind of put a seed of doubt in my head. Moonlight. Everyone is talking about Moonlight in a yeah. way that makes you sound like um, there would almost be some white bashing if it doesn't win. But it, <laughs> As a white it's guy. starting. It Manchester by the Sea was the favorite until La La Land had like that spike in late right. December, early January, and now I think La La Land's coming down, and I think Manchester's going back up. And you know, people I trust who have seen all the movies, Manchester is by far their favorite so far. It's my favorite of any probably last four or five years. So I, wow. I, I, I do really think strong. I haven't seen. I it. do think it's going to be Manchester. At this point, I would be, le- I would be more upset if I would be less upset if Manchester didn't win Best Picture, but I'll be devastated if Casey Affleck doesn't win Best Actor. He cleaned up in that movie. Like I, I didn't even know who he was before that. I'll be completely honest. I didn't even know he was related to Ben Affleck or Ben Affleck had a brother. You never, but, you never saw the Ocean movies, bro. No, not uh. Wow. Um, yeah, but Casey Affleck stole that movie upside down. So. I but he's, he's got the he's got the stink on him too, and it doesn't he- hurt. I mean, it doesn't help him that he's going up against Denzel. Right? It does not. Oh, Denzel is so fucking good too. Yeah. You know what? I, I, think I, I haven't overall weak this year. Am I wrong in thinking that? It's, it's a it's a soft year. It's really soft. Like, yeah. Nothing really comes out. Like my favorite movie this year was probably Swiss Army Man. Like that should say something. That was a good movie. It's a great movie, but not Oscar nominated for anything, I believe, other than like maybe effects. So. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't a great. And the movies came out super late too. Like right. Silence didn't even come out until I think the Golden Globes. Uh, and you know, I never wanted to. See, Hacksaw Ridge just didn't look like a good movie to me, so I didn't even want to see it. And Have you Moonlight, seen it though? no. Oh, do it. No, nah, I can't. I can't do see Mel Gibson. Movies. I'm not going to see Mel Gibson movies. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I got you. Close your. Oh no, I'll say close your eyes and watch it. Then we won't see Mel Gibson. But no, you missed the movie. But uh, do it's it. Like, I can watch like so. It's funny with Mel Gibson. I can watch like stuff I've already seen with Mel Gibson. I can rewatch. Like I'm not going to turn off Braveheart if it's on. Yeah, Why no. would you? But, or the Patriot. Oh my yeah. god. Right. Like those movies, I'm going to always watch. But you know, I've drawn a line. It's like okay, I, that is part of my past. I have to accept it. The fact that I like it is one thing. But I am not going to see Mel Gibson movies anymore. I'm done. So, I'm out. so it's going to devastate you when you win Best Director, then, huh? <laughs> um, not really, because I, I between you and me, I kind of don't give a shit about the Oscars. I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> Like, That's like it's like my Super Bowl Sunday. Like I train all really? year for the Oscars. This yeah, is like I'm your a big, big thing. I'm a big movie oh, guy. Like man. especially I, after season, I get hype. I res- I uh I always try and see the Oscar nominated movies, and I respect the movies that win because I think it's an interesting, like it's an interesting look back at history to see not just what wins, but also what's nominated and what wasn't right. nominated. Like it's fascinating to look at it that way. But night of, I honestly, I want Emma Stone to win because you know she's like my first love. Yeah, she's uh, oof. so so. I want her to win, but like, <laughs> I do. I care if Casey Affleck or Denzel Washington wins. Not really. Oh, I'm upset about it. No, I'm probably gonna paint my chest to say Casey Affleck, even though he won't see it. I'll be in my living room. <laughs> like uh, this is big for me. Like I'm making chicken wing dip. Like we're getting like pizza. Like Oscar nights is Super Bowl Sunday for me all over again. So I get two Super Bowls in a matter of like I a month. I have the best question ever. Did you say chicken wing dip? Oh yeah. Explain. Because right. for, for me, dipping is blue cheese or that's it, really. All right. So it's, it's, I'll, I'll say it's a buffalo thing because I've had chicken wing dip elsewhere. But what it is, it's literally just chicken, hot sauce, uh, blue cheese, cream cheese. Oh, and you can opt to put in like, le- uh, not lettuce, but like celery. and scallion? Right. You can put whatever you want okay. in after those big five. But I just do the big five and that's it. And like it's. Oh. Oh, so this isn't something to dip your chicken wing in. This is the chicken's in the dip. Yeah, 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 the chicken's in the dip. So you do some tortillas. It's like the the chicken is the shell. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. That's the best way to end this podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, no, it's not. Have you had the chicken in the shell yet? Oh, yeah. It's spicy as all hell. That's my guy. I was not ready for it. I, I love that you can't handle it. This is my favorite thing. No, I was spicy. I had to poop the whole next day. Like, I, I was out of commission. I almost called out of work. Like, it was bad. All right. Well, everyone get their taxes done. Thanks for listening <laughs> to this podcast. We'll be back next week. I believe we might have another guest. We're going guest crazy here. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm lining them up. Line them up. Sit them down. Line them up. up. And then uh, after the trade deadline, we'll have James come back on to complain about everything. And then uh, we'll probably see you got you again pretty soon, Moj. Who knows? Yeah, we, we got, we got the WrestleMania pod. We're seriously, this is like listeners can know this too because it's going to be on your feed. The Thursday before WrestleMania, we're doing we're bringing like six guys on and we're doing yeah, a big, love it. big ass preview. Love it. All right, I'll have so, my shirt off. Oh, we all will. If we don't, <laughs> we'll record it. All shirts off Facebook Live. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and watch that John Cena movie at some point. We'll review that and drop that podcast too. WrestleMania pod to look forward to. Big guest next week. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. Uh, Woj, wait, before we go, last thing. Did you change your handle and then it changed back? Yeah, so I changed it. Uh, I don't know. It was like last week or something. I, I was like, all right, so it worked. I got the email saying, all right, your Twitter account, like information was changed, which I've never gotten before. And I woke up the next morning and my Twitter account was back to normal. So I'm still at Brown with Tannic. I'm probably not going to change it because even when I changed it to Woj GSM, like seven people tweeted at me. It was like, I already forgot your first name. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's might, back. It's, might as well keep it. So you want to spell yeah. your last name so people can follow you? Uh, no, I don't okay. want people to follow me. <laughs> Great. All right. Sounds good. So you go very easy to find Woj. We're probably retweeting him right now. Blue Shirts Break Twitter. Uh, that's all I really have to plug. Love you guys. Greg, Woj, say goodbye. I love you. I'm out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.